0: Thanks for checking back in to the All Lions podcast, made possible thanks to SI.com and Fan Nation. I am the doc, John Macaroon, here today, bringing you great Detroit Lions content featuring an interview with linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez, the talented rookie, making a lot of noise among the coaching staff and out there on the football field, his first go round out there on the football field. Detroit Lions drafted this linebacker, a talented linebacker that has made some noise. And it was real interesting to check in with him, get a sense about what it was like stepping foot out on the football field for the first time, what he has enjoyed about playing football and getting an early look and impression about his coaches playing for Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. So let's start there. The linebacker position for the Detroit Lions. It is so key that this unit takes a step forward. It is the unit that everybody is talking about that everybody is looking at and really questioning. And it's fair. Last season, that unit struggled. And it was a unit that struggled with missed tackles. They never really got really into rhythm for Aaron Glenn in his first season in Detroit. Struggled with covering tight ends. Struggled with coverage, read and recognition. Really, in the end, the entire defense, along with the defensive line, struggled to really contain opposing quarterbacks and really let opposing offenses run the football at will. So they've made changes. Obviously, when you add the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Pascal, you add Chris Board, the veteran linebacker, and you draft Malcolm Rodriguez, you are looking to improve across the board. And when you look at it, definitely needed with changing the base defense to a 4-3, a little bit more of an attacking style, let these runbackers run downhill instead of trying to really waffle there in the middle of the football field and make mistakes. Now, the key that I think people are going to have to really get used to and pay attention to is the fact that Alex Anceloni is going to start at inside linebacker. He's going to be there probably alongside Chris board, the veterans. And then after that, and we'll talk about what their potential can be. And then you you look at what can happen in a reserve role, how the likes of Derek Barnes, James Houston, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, how much time are they going to get out there to compete in different packages and different opportunities that they will have to get out there and play and contribute? And I think Malcolm Rodriguez, at this point in time, has a real good chance to do a lot of those things, has a real good opportunity to make plays early in his career. I think the coaching staff, from the general sense that we've heard, has been very impressed with Detroit's 6th rounder selected with pick number 188 in the 6th round in the 2022 draft. And he's come in, obviously, after playing at Oklahoma State and really has done a lot of good things. His wrestling background has made him a lot more of an athletic linebacker. Now, his size will be something that is looked at. That is something that maybe might make coverage A challenge, but we'll see early on. We shall see early on in coverage how he looks out there at training camp and how he will perform when it's time to match up against the vets on a longer term basis. So, when we had an opportunity to go out there, I was out there for several days at mini camp and voluntary workouts. You saw him be around the ball. Malcolm Rodriguez has the skill set to understand plays and to really understand the position. That's what the coaching staff has been raving about is his understanding and his readiness to go right from jump. And that is so key when you look at what coaches look for. When coaches are evaluating players, they want to understand, okay, what can this player bring to the table? How ready is he to learn? And how ready is this player to address the vast amount of information that will be thrown to them? And to hear the coaching staff rave about the likes of Malcolm Rodriguez is is really fascinating to see. When we had an opportunity to talk to Kelvin Shepard, the former Detroit Lion, he's now the linebackers coach tasked with working with a talented group of linebackers, trying to take them to a different level. He said, and he gave the ultimate praise that you really can give to a linebacker talking about Malcolm Rodriguez is that he he's showing things that he said that when he spoke to reporters, that third year linebackers you you might not see them do. And you're like, whoa, that's that's pretty impressive. That means that you know, Malcolm Rodriguez has left an impression on his position coach. And then he took it a step further. Calvin Shepard said that with increased growth, with increased opportunity, Malcolm Rodriguez could eventually be the quarterback of the defense, and meaning he could get the green dot he could get the calls he could get the signals he could be the one leading leading the defense the one that wears the green dot is the basically in essence the 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 linebacker who receives the call from the coaches and then sets the defense and gets them ready in regards to adjustments adaptations and 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 really working with uh you know the coaches on a close level that's really really a positive thing so early in his career to get that to get that situation now, it'll be interesting because right now the veterans are still a little bit unknown in regards to playing together. Likely, the likely linebackers playing uh, on the inside are going to be Chris Board and uh, Alex Anseloni. So you'll get a chance to evaluate what they can do out there. Now, Alex Anseloni is an enigma because many people looked at the total picture and said, "Well, he struggled early." In his tenure with the Lions, maybe got a little bit better as he progressed, but many people did not forget the sheer number of missed tackles and missed opportunities that he did show his first year. So in regards to the talent level, many people wonder, what can this player bring in his second year? Obviously, he's a player that has garnered the attention of the coaching staff, and they respect what he can do in terms of his effort, his leadership. His willingness to take younger players under their wing, under his wing, and to to really be a team guy. So obviously Ancelone is a Dan Campbell guy, somebody that he wants in that locker room. And uh, Calvin Shepard said that he is the one that's in the room asking the most questions, getting the most out of things. He is basically the number one. He's the, the person on the depth chart that you can lock in is going to be having an opportunity to... Uh, be out there, but his spot is not guaranteed and no spot is guaranteed on the Lions roster. But it, it, based on obviously reading the tea leaves, Alex Anceloni is very, very highly regarded among the, the coaching staff. Now the player next to him, Chris Board, that will be interesting to see how he adapts to coming over from Baltimore. Can he maintain a, a, a level that is, is key for Aaron Glenn's defense, because they're going to be rushing downhill a little bit more. They're going to be asked to, obviously, you know, read and recognize everything that they need to do in the pass game, because it's going to be, really, for these linebackers, how fast can they recognize what the, what the running backs are doing and making tackles when they need to? And it was a great question asked by one of the reporters, because of the fact that the Lions last year missed several tackles. And it was obvious. You saw that the tackling from the linebackers and across the board in the defense just wasn't as good as it needed to be. And when the linebackers coach addressed it, he said the same thing that you would expect in regards to it's a mindset, it's a willingness that, and he said something too, though, that was indicative of where the league is going and maybe contributing to the lack of fundamentals that you see sometimes when you start an NFL season. He said that back in the day, you were hitting the ground running, tackling, and you were doing it. But the way the league is now set up with a little bit more attention given to player safety, not having pads on as much, that sometimes fundamentals can really, really take a backseat because it's just not an opportunity to really go out there and actually tackle at the pace and level that – there there was even five to ten years ago, but it's a mindset. It's a willingness, and I absolutely would expect that this defense is going to tackle a lot better. There's no way they watched all that film last year of all the missed opportunities late in games, all the missed tackles, the mistakes, the mental errors, that they watched that and end up making the same critical mistakes in year two under Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. If that's the case, it's going to be an uphill climb. And I think the concerns about the linebackers are are very are very justified. Do you have enough talent when you look at the roster up and down because of the fact that other linebackers were taken by other teams maybe with more talent, but the Lions looked for fit and they w- they they waited till the 6th round to take a linebacker. So, you know, that's going to heap a heavy, heavy amount of pressure on James Houston and Malcolm Rodriguez to get out there and really show that those selections were worthwhile because, you know, and N'Kobe Dean, the likes of other linebackers with talent could have come here and done some things. Even other interior defensive linemen might have been selected as well. But, you know, the Lions invested in players that they fell in love with, that they felt were... You know, players of high caliber and were players that could come in and fit the scheme and be really uh, smart and have high football IQ. And I think that there's an opportunity for the Lions and Brad Holmes to get proven right if Malcolm Rodriguez ends up being a hit. And that's that's the key. That that's the toughest part about player evaluation is you never know just how fast a player is going to pick up everything that happens in in the National Football League. And um, a player that I have not talked about is Derek Barnes. Obviously, his his first year, a little bit like a fish out of water, just a little bit of maybe the, the coaching staff not putting him in the exact best position. He just looked like he lacked consistency and did not show showcase exactly what maybe Chris Spielman and the coaching staff saw from his playing days at Purdue. But he has a, a leader in him. He has the potential to take the next step. And maybe this new scheme with a 4-3 base and uh, some sub-packages that he can be in can take advantage of his skill set and recognition and his ability to make plays. So, you know, you got Alex Anceloni, Derek Barnes, we talked about Chris Board, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston. The, you know, what, what we saw because of probably the fact that Josh Pascal was not available, we saw a lot of James Houston with his hand in the ground playing defensive line He's very versatile. He can play line, linebacker. He can play uh, with his hand in the ground at defensive line. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, those that are going to be in the fight, there's still a lot of players We have got to remember that we have not talked about yet at the linebacker position. One player that's going to be in the fight to get in the mix is going to be Jared Davis. I think that his experience level, I think that the compete level that he's going to bring, his new, his new commitment to the game, his new attitude of finding the balance, of wanting to be a football player, but also really attending to himself as a person, as a whole, might make this opportunity a lot better because that's a real curious addition to bring back somebody from the Patricia era. Remember, Jared Davis was drafted and did not have a lot of success here in Detroit. Went off to Greener Pastures, literally to play for the New York Jets, got a nice contract, but did not really end up having the season that he would have wanted and comes back. So you look at Jared Davis and you say, is this guy going to be a fit? Can this guy play? Can this guy really you know, erase some of the memories, the not so good memories that we all had of some of the plays that, that uh, were made out there? And I think you all know the gif that's out there surrounding him where he's like basically turned his back to the play and had no awareness of what was going on and kind of symbolized the real challenge of Matt Patricia's defense. It just never, ever appeared that any player knew what they were doing. And you got the likes of Josh Woods and a couple players that I think will be interesting to challenge uh, in terms of uh, players that the, the team may like, but will challenge for some, some time out there. Sean Dion Hamilton, Anthony Pittman, and Natrez Patrick. So you look at the group, it has the most question marks surrounding their roles, who's going to end up where, Who's going to have the opportunity to gain favor of the coaching staff? That will be the biggest question mark is this linebackers group. And it, I think it has the potential to derail the season if that group does not end up performing at the level, because the team has put some investment in in, in that spot and in the, the, and along the defensive line. You look at it and you say, okay, how is this defense going to be improved from what we saw in 2021? Well, the expectation is you're going to have more pressure, and how are you going to achieve more pressure? Well, that's going to take place by having a lot more talent along the defensive line. The hope is that the likes of an Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick, will provide a, a, a nice push, a nice force, effort, the 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 ability to grow in stature over the next couple of seasons should allow the linebackers a little bit more time to recognize because you got to remember the defensive lines job is to push forward. And it kind of felt like maybe they were getting pushed in the wrong direction. A lot of times not getting the pressure that they needed, and if they can do that, then maybe the linebackers can make some calculated risks and take a chance, and maybe even blitz and pressure and handle business. Now they're not going to be a crazy defense. Look, this is not—you're not, not going to see Alex Anceloni and Chris Board each record five sacks, you know, and go crazy and, and handle their business. But what you want to see is get up to the line, complement the defensive line, and handle business. And if you have, a, you know, a running back out of the backfield, you recognize just that quick second. Faster than you have the ability to make the play and make the tackle. That's going to be key, because if you're not fundamentally sound and you're just one beat behind in the National Football League, that running back will exploit the linebackers just that quickly. Tight ends can exploit the linebackers just that quickly. And you know opposing offensive linemen are recognizing, okay, this is what we're going to attack first. We're going to attack Anceloni directly. We're going to send that tight end over the middle. We're going to send a running back in the flat, and let's see what they can do. We'll send a... uh, uh, We'll send a slot receiver right across the middle. Let's see which running back, uh, which which linebacker understands where he needs to be and can he make the play? And uh, I'm curious. I can't wait to see it in training camp. That is one thing I'm excited to see at training camp. Is and I and 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 on Monday I specifically watched most of the defensive line drills and most of the linebackers drill. It catches my attention because Calvin Shepard's a great teacher teaching fundamentals, and even Aaron Glenn came over and was talking. To the linebackers in 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 their work, trying to get better. That's something I'm interested in. I'm intrigued by the position that is the least that the fans have the least confidence in. And and I had an opportunity to ask Dan Campbell, like, why are you confident that these linebackers are going to have the talent and will have the ability to execute what you want? And he said, "Oh, competition." That room is highly competitive. They're going to bang it into each other, and they're going to. Ha- it's going to be a bloodbath. That those are the words to use. It's going to be a bloodbath, and the room is going to be better because of it. So there are going to be probably right now. I'm counting on the depth chart that I have here in front of me that I created about ten linebackers that have the potential now to start training camp. And you got a question: How many are going to make the roster uh, in 2022? You look at. You know, the, the bottom two, probably you'd say maybe Anthony Pittman and then Trez Patrick might be the ones that the, the, that are going to be the odd men out. Uh, Jared Davis, Josh Wood, Sean Deion Hamilton are going to challenge. Now, I think the, the, the player that's not a guarantee that maybe people think is is, is Jared Davis. His role, you got to see what he does out there on the field. Can he stay healthy and can he contribute? He might be the player that many of you assume is going to make this roster, but has more work to do in regards to proving that he can identify plays, make the right read, and make the fundamentally sound tackles in this defense. I think that the biggest question you guys have, which is really good, which was who's out there and what packages and who's on the first team and who's on the second team and things like that. I think that, remember, th- the team is looking for versatile individuals that can in a pinch play the different positions. you could see James Houston with his hand in the ground or you could see him playing you know the position on the outside and, and trying to you know really get to the pressure and be a force along the defensive line. So we'll see what his role is going to end up being uh, when the opportunity presents itself. So the the interesting aspect again now will be Derek Barnes, what is his jump? In year two, because you hear it time and time again, the, the second year for a player, his first offseason in the National Football League is the time when he, he a player really takes that next step forward. If Derek Barnes and Malcolm Rodriguez can be players that battle and compete to really, you know, fight to be the captain of the defense, then I think you have an opportunity for two players to really gain and benefit from working with each other and uh, the competition that is about to commence. So the conversation that I had took place with Malcolm Rodriguez. It took place after practice. It was Monday, and the the remaining time now is voluntary. And to give you a a glimpse, most of the veterans weren't there. The likes of Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Jamal Williams, they're back, you know, doing their thing, and they'll return now at the end of July for training camp. So what you saw... Which I thought was a great sign was the likes of DeAndre Swift being out there and and Jeff Okuda getting in the extra work. It's a lot of work for young players to handle their progression in their careers. So we had an opportunity. It's lighter, obviously. It's you know walkthroughs and a lot of you know comp- competitive type things, but you still get a chance to see full speed reps in regards to the passing game, wide receivers and how they make plays. I was impressed with Kirby Joseph. I thought that he was trying to get all up in the coverage on Monday. I thought that his, you know, his awareness was there and a player that you guys got to pay attention to that's also around the ball and could take advantage of an unforeseen situation is defensive lineman, Demetrius Taylor. I think that he's got an opportunity. He's all over the football and he's done himself a solid at 6'1", 291 pounds he could end up being the nose tackle that replaces John Pennacini out of Appalachian State. The guy is all over the football field and uh, you had an opportunity to see him bat a football down and he got an interception off of David Blau in one of the key plays and, and fun plays for the defense there at OTAs on Monday. So pay attention to him, Demetrius Taylor. I think he's got a, an opportunity to earn a roster position based on the work that he's done. And you would say for me, who else has been impressive? Obviously Khalil Pimpleton. He's always around the football making plays. Trinity Benson and Quintez Cephas have now put themselves in a position to battle for the fifth and sixth wide receiver spot. I think it's going to be fun to see daily when the pads come on, does Trinity Benson still make plays? Quintez Cephas, Khalil Pimpleton, how much do they develop rapport with the likes of Jared Goff, David Blau, and Tim Boyle. Those will be fun battles to watch. And then finally, you know, before we fire up the interview with Malcolm Rodriguez, I am, and I had an opportunity, uh, I asked Hank Fraley, how excited was he to see himself the battle between Panay Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson, Taylor Decker, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, he talked about the defensive line, talked about it in general, did not get into the specifics of his excitement, but you could tell. The battle that is going to, I, I think, keep readers engaged with all Lions and uh, all the great coverage locally is going to be the offensive line versus the defensive line. And how does Michael Brockers work his way into this rotation in the defensive line? Aiden Hutchinson, Aleem McNeil, who's going to be next to him? Who's going to get this, the nod? Aleem, Levi. And then you got the likes of Charles Harris, who's just all over the football field. And then when Romeo Quara starts to work his way back in, you, you, you want to see the reserves on the defensive line, what they're going to do at the three technique, four technique. I can't wait to see how Austin Bryant fights for his roster spot because it's up for grabs. That roster spot's not guaranteed. Austin Bryant knows it. I mean, they went out and got two more defensive linemen to battle for his spot. And then I think Julian Aquara is going to be battling for more time as well as he looks to take the steps forward. So training camp is going to be exciting. It was a fun fun organized team activities. I don't know what it was. This year, maybe it's the newness of this year combined with having a number 2 pick that's fresh, more more on the defense and then adding uh, a player and adding wide receivers. I felt more excited being there than I think I've ever I ever was. I don't know if it came across in the writing or, or in the coverage, but I was excited genuinely to be out there. I had I have so many questions that I want to look at. So many new questions have arisen now that Training camp is six weeks away. Many of the other writers are going to take time off. I'm not. I'm going to go full bore in previews and to evaluate what this team can be. I think there's an opportunity to make a a realistic assessment. Now, I know a lot of people are going to puff up the Lions to be a playoff team. Eh, Pump the brakes a little bit, guys. We still have a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks with the secondary. A lot of question marks with that defense. The offense has a lot more answers that we pretty much know about, but that defense, I spent uh, the first part of this podcast talking about the linebackers pretty much exclusively. A lot of questions that I need to to have answered. And I know many others will already have the positive spin on what they think is going to happen, but until they go out there, the members of that roster, and go out there and take it and show that they can execute – a lot more skepticism is coming their way. So I'm curious to see how training camp commences at the end of July. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. I wish it was happening. I wish the, the, the news was going to ramp up instead of slow down. But that is the case. That's something for me to worry about. But make sure you guys stick to All Lions as we bring you daily analysis, highlights, news, what others are saying, good or bad, about the Detroit Lions, and we'll continue to podcast and try to bring you as many great guests as possible. So without further ado, here's my interview after organized team activity, after practice on Monday with rookie linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. Here today, after voluntary workouts, is the All Lines Podcast with linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez. This made possible thanks to SI.com and Fan Nation. Malcolm, I'm just curious, everyone wants to know, these last couple weeks, your first taste of the NFL life, rookie minicamp being out here for voluntary workouts, now working with the veterans. What's it been like?
1: Oh, it's been awesome, man. You know, everyone's great around here. staff, you know, coaches. But, you know, just getting here, getting working, you know, getting what the, the system is all about. So, it, you know, it comes at you fast. So it's just one of those things you got to transition and uh, you got to come ready to work and uh, just improve every day.
0: From the draft till the time you stepped foot, what was the, what was it like getting ready, getting prepared, getting your mind right to get out here to Allen Park and to try to compete and show everybody which, what you're about?
1: For the most part, I mean, just getting in shape. You know, after draft, you know, a lot of guys like kind of relaxed a little bit. But for me, it was just me getting in shape and working, you know, on the outside and coming in, in the best shape I could. So for me, that was uh, probably most of my you know biggest part coming in.
0: Yeah, take us back a little bit to Oklahoma State. What was it like? How did they prepare you for life in the NFL? What was it like in your collegiate career? People kind of are curious, you know, a little bit about your story.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, awesome, you know, awesome in Stillwater. You know, the coaches, the staff there, everyone's close. And, you know, they definitely felt it. So I always got a home there. And, you know, they, they made sure of that. But at the same level, like, they told the guys, if y'all go on next level, he said it's all business. And, you know, they've been right till every, every part of this moment. So I can see, like, they got us ready for, you know, stuff like this and coming to the NFL.
0: What was it like day one everyone wants to know it's a rookie you're coming in it's it's the time to meet the coaches Mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to meet your new teammates everyone wants to know what's that first day or two like when you're a professional football player
1: yeah it's definitely overwhelming you know trying to remember the names that's for sure so coming in you know learning everybody's names getting to know them then obviously like you know not messing up doing all the little things right you know being on time being early so some of those things where you know the older guys do a very good job you know especially the linebacker room they doing a very good job. Barnes, he was a rookie last year, so he kind of told me how it was. And so i just kind of just been listening to older guys like that.
0: Yeah, what's it like being in the room? Um, we had a chance to talk to Dan Campbell about the linebackers, and he said, get ready, boys. It's going to be a bloodbath. These boys are competitive. They're going to get after it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in, in, the, in, in the team in terms of competition out here, it's a competitive group. But specifically linebackers, what's it like in that room?
1: No, it's awesome. It, yeah, like you said, it's very competitive. Everyone's, like, uh, chomping at the bit. And so Coach Shepard and uh, Coach Campbell has made it clear on that, and everyone's, you know, hunting for jobs. So it's one of those things where we're going to come bring our best every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When we had a chance to talk today to coach uh, Kelvin Shepard, linebacker's coach, he had said, look, Malcolm is ready to go. He's, got, he's in position. He understands what's going on. There's a potential with his development that he could carry the green dot, be the captain of this defense. What's, it like when you, what's your reaction when you hear your position coach say that, hey, there's a, there's a strong position of leadership here potentially for you if you continue to develop, put your nose to the ground, and, and get to
1: work? just like you said just keeping my nose down you know doing all the little things you know being the best version of myself and you know i guess if that green dot comes i mean i'll take take full responsibility so it's one of those things where i come to work every day and uh, learn the system in and out
0: yeah what were your early goals when you step foot you're coming in here now obviously everyone says get better every day understand the playbook i know it's vast they throw a lot at you but when you come in and you say okay i want to lay the foundation of what i want to do here what are some of the early things you want to accomplish here in the national football league
1: Definitely just uh, being able to compete at every level and uh, get on the field. Obviously, that's the biggest part coming in, being on that field. And if I get rotation, rotation it is. So it's one of those things where, you know, you got to have that mindset every day. Like, you still got something to prove. So no one's earned spots. So it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, we're chomping on the bit. And I come to work every day just like it's uh, day one.
0: What's been your favorite moment so far the last couple of weeks here? Uh, workouts, getting with the teammates, coaching staff. What's been a couple of your favorite moments?
1: Uh, definitely the food. The food's pretty good. You know, surprise, you know, OSU. Kind of you know the foods here and there, but the foods here is very good, and like I said, the guys are awesome. Like you'd be surprised, like uh, you know everyone's up close and uh, everyone's like family here. Yeah, it is a family vibe, very fun, mm-hmm. um, but still competitive nonetheless. Here. At Allen Park,
0: everyone wants to talk about the the coaching staff, the the bond, the competitiveness, A.G. competing, you know, matching wits with offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Tell us a little bit about A.G. because everyone talks about really how organized he is and how player-friendly he is as well. But also, when there's time to coach up, yeah.
1: he's, he's there. He's ready to talk. No, he's uh, very competitive, he, he, man. He's uh, he's a firecracker, that's for sure. He gets very uh, into practice. And, you know, when we do one-on-one, with the, you know, running backs and stuff like that, him and Deuce go at it. So uh, he's he's awesome, man. He's, uh, he's cool. He's got to talk around. And, and, you know, just be around and just kind of learn the system he put in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then Dan Campbell, everybody, when they watch, they just see a coach that definitely is into working with players, developing relationships and really getting this football team to the next level. Do you get a sense of that this year because of the fact that the roster has improved? They have brought in a lot of vets as well and a good mix of veterans and young players. What's your sense of Coach Campbell and the message you get when you when you're in meetings with him?
1: Oh no, he definitely wants to win. That's his biggest mindset. So just having a coach like that win and being at uh, a tough uh, situation, you know, everyone wants to be tough and he instills that toughness into everybody. So, you know, just playing for the guy like that makes you want to play out there harder. Yeah. Now we're six weeks away about, you know, from training camp Mm -hmm. and it's when
0: we put the pads on, we go mano, mano out there. What is your expectation level now from the time you leave here and this week's done and you start your preparations for training camp?
1: Uh, get ready, you know, be prepared physically and mentally. You know, it's going to be – they said it's going to be taxing. So it's one of those things you go back home, you know, get a couple of days off and back to work. So, yeah, be ready, you know, put the pads on and, let's say, lay some wood. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's what this defense is about.
0: <laughs> that's right. See, your teammates out there, it's a good bond out there with, yeah. with, with the fellas. In terms of leadership, um, obviously veterans here uh, as well in the, in the room. Tim, can you tell me a little bit about Alex and uh, Chris Board as well? Mm-hmm. The two guys that have um, had some time here in the league, have uh, had a vast experience, seen a lot of different things. What's it been like gaining a sense of what this league's about from them? Because they seem definitely uh, not only willing to go out there on the field, but also willing to talk to young cats and teach them what this
1: game's about. Yeah, like I said, the whole group, I mean, they've been, you know, helping me along this process in James Houston. So it's one of those things where they've kind of been in the league for a while and they've just been telling us the process and, you know, do this, do that. So, like I said, just taking every little bit they advice that they give and uh, going there.
0: Here with uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, After Voluntary Workouts, All Lions Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck going forward.
1: Yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.
0: Great time with our guest. Thanks so much to the Lions for allowing it to take place. Malcolm Rodriguez, man, he exudes confidence And it was fun. As we were uh, talking, it it was a fun, lighthearted moment. A couple of the teammates came by and were like, oh, we we wish we were as famous as Malcolm Rodriguez. You know, when you talk to the doc, someone's paying attention to you. So I appreciate the lighthearted moment. I look to bring you more interviews, more podcasts, breaking down the Detroit Lions. That's how I got in this game is the podcast game and I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to bring you guys great coverage via all Lions. Thanks again. Make sure you visit si.com slash NFL slash Lions for all your daily news, analysis and highlights and anywhere that you find your favorite podcast, just type in Detroit Sports Podcast and the All Lions Podcast will be there trying to bring it to you twice a week as we progress to training camp. Thanks everyone. Appreciate your time and appreciate your listenership.